Welcome to A Better Tomorrow. Today's speaker is the lovely Ria, who is going to tell us a bit about how she went from living in a big city to having a farm in Kagoshima, Japan. We talk about her farm, Kansha Farm, the importance of growing our own food, and what sustainability means to her. We also discuss composting and how you can regrow your food scraps so that it won't end up in a landfill. We hope you enjoyed this chat as much as we did. Hi and welcome. Hi. <laughs> thank you for hosting. I mean, thank you for having me here online. Well, thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, I'm very, very excited for this podcast and hearing more about your farm. Okay. Yes. So maybe we can start out about talking a bit about Kancho Farm and how you went from living in a city to sure. living in a farm in Japan. Okay. So let me introduce myself first. And my name is Ria Armscher. Um, I'm 100% Japanese, born and raised in Japan. Yes. Then when I was 18, I moved to America for studying for uh, school and ended up in a Los Angeles for 11 years and okay. um, yes and um, I studied psychology and in, in a college or university then um, I come from like a ballet background my mother owns a ballet school in Japan so mm -hmm. I did ballet for 10 years so that kind of led me to do yoga because it's LA everyone does yoga <laughs> yeah. there like in a green suit <laughs> chips like all of that sorts of thing it's like a really popular in LA so like I was in that kind of scene too and you know that actually opened up for me to be a little bit more healthy and started like thinking or like like it kind of like opened up my mind to explore what kind of food am I eating like you know what kind of lifestyle yeah. what I want to create through yoga practice Mm -hmm. And then that led to, um, like I wanted, and and then I that led to go to India actually. Like oh. I went to India to take a teacher training, and yeah. I became a yoga teacher after I started practicing yoga like a few years in LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and cool. Then, yeah, then like you know I was teaching in LA, but. Um, I really started feeling that I want to share the magic of yoga like you know when you move your body you kind of like touch your soul sometimes and like you want to uh, live your life a little bit deeper than like like on the surface you know so yeah, like, to I me, know. It, it was more like I wanted to be connected to the nature and mm -hmm. I wanted to eat a little bit more healthier Mm -hmm. which led to me growing my own food because yeah. I don't have anything like that in LA uh, around me and and I wanted to have a place to um, teach yoga and also like just live your life and yeah. that became a Kansha farm eventually yeah so like um I was like envisioning like I want to have a place where I could do yoga where I could just eat right and comfortable and yeah. and when I was thinking that actually opportunity presented itself like you know my through my family um my grandparents had like a vacant land that mm -hmm. they didn't want to have anymore and 
I wanted to take that opportunity to like move into the farm and then start growing my own food, start living sustainably, which I had no idea how to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you, like if you have yeah. any prior knowledge. But no, 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 zero whatsoever. I had a wow. succulent in my apartment in LA, but I always killed succulent. So that's, <laughs> that's how horrible I am with <laughs> plants, you know? So, yeah, um, but then, like, you know, move into um, Kansha Farm. Uh, let, me, let me introduce, like, what Kansha Farm is right now, yes. though. Um, yes. So, Kansha Farm now is still in the process of, like, being um, kind of like a retreat place. Like, mm -hmm. the goal of the Kansha Farm is I want to live comfortably there, and I want to start inviting people to really like exp experience the life mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And so that's, it's so simple, but the process is difficult. And that, that's just like a, like enriching experience for me. And now like, um, I started Concert Farm 2017 and from, LA I moved to Pittsburgh for two years to prepare myself and mm -hmm. and I moved to Kagoshima for six months just to test out see if I could do this kind of lifestyle or not and then like yeah. then I started building a fence uh, started cultivating soil organically uh, mulching a lot of stuff and you know creating garden bed just a scattering seeds putting clovers all over because I read that that's really good cover crops. Yeah. So, you know, whatever I see online, YouTube, I just like copy everything to do everything to the soil. However, um, the first year, 2017, um, I couldn't grow at all because the soil condition was so bad and the yeah, land was used to um, be used for like a rice field. So it's pretty like a clay, you know, it, like soil is super, super compacted. And um, of course, like if I want to just like, grow a vegetable there, there's no nutrition, there's no air. So like it wasn't good for uh, any vegetables. So I had to come up with some plan and then start creating garden bed. And then 2017, there was a shark, like a little house, in, in the cancer farm plot. And I started cleaning up, um, tearing all that like uh, ceilings and everything by myself and then just clean up a little bit so that I could just sleep and have, you know, have like a roof on top of me, but there is no water, no gas, no electricity, no bathroom, anything. So like basically it was a like camp style. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then and and then i just like i was just so tired of like mm -hmm. trying to live in the way i'm collecting twigs to cook something and like, you know like it wasn't sustainable at all like i thought that was sustainable but that wasn't sustainable at all whatsoever and yeah. so i had to come up with some other plan and then now 2018 
in between 2017 October to 2018 April, I uh, came back to America mm -hmm. because you know for the first initial move, I wasn't sure if I could do this or not. So I just wanted to make sure I'm not jump right in and then like. I'm strapped and then I have no place to go. So yeah. six months, yeah, I came back to America and then I did a little bit more research, prepared myself to go back fully. And mm -hmm. 2018, I started hosting events, like, you know, connecting with the people locally. And then they started giving me a lot of tips of how to grow food and uh, giving me a lot of like supplies that I needed, like, you know, manure, like hay, like a lot of stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. communities are building up at the council farm and yeah, people start like, you know, um, putting a lot of labor to grow vegetables together, build things together, you know? And yeah. And, and, um, and 2019 continuing the same thing, you know? Uh, and we ha we had like about 20 oofers from all around the world mm -hmm. and they stayed with us, you know, a few weeks and then they really helped us to build the farm compost becoming becoming like a little bit more farm like you know <laughs> like yeah about like composting <laughs> and using that soil because yeah like first time I moved I didn't even think about soil you know yeah I had a yeah. new idea but then without soil you cannot grow anything so 2020 I am in United States right now <laughs> because of the coronavirus, but Council Farm is actually happening on its own because I built a community there. So like a lot of people are coming and going and then using a garden bed wow. in their own food. And okay. yeah, so like without me, it's happening. And I planted a lot of wheat last October. And the harvest season was like the end of May before June, like rainy season happens. And mm -hmm. of course I couldn't go back. And then like, I was like, what's going to happen? But yeah. like about 10 people came to the farm and then harvested wheat, dried everything and it's ready to be eaten right now. So wow. I know. So the council farm now is like, I guess self-sufficient in a way, yeah. like, you know, it's but with the help like, of the community exactly kind of. yeah it's becoming mm -hmm. like a center of a community that people come and go you know help everyone each other to grow food like sometimes we host parties you know oh. eat together. <laughs> yeah so like it's it's at the stage that it's more like communal garden that's lovely and and yeah we enjoy things together yeah yeah yes and so, I, mm -hmm. also, so the land that you're, um, like the soil that you own, um, it's for everyone in the community to use or? Um, not for, I mean, like I didn't openly said that, like, you know, this is for everyone. Like you guys can yeah. come and do whatever you want. I didn't set that, but like, since a lot of people, um, helped us out and they know, you know, uh, what to do at the council mm -hmm. farm so yeah. they come and then like hey do you want basil like i have like a lot of like seeds left over can i plant it there like yeah. stuff like that so like i'm just like you know saying yes go ahead because i'm not there like you know 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. also, like, things start growing on their own from, like, 2017. I planted some seeds, and then um, they just, like, start coming back every year. So, when oh, yeah, whenever they need, like, some, like, herbs or, like, you know, veggies, like, it charts, it charts, kale, like, they kind of come back by themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. people just go there and then harvest. Wow, I love so, that. I yeah, really so like it's that. becoming like um, the garden community there. Yeah. 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 So, that's, so that's where we are right now. That's, that's lovely. I, I would love to visit Country Farm one day. Really. It seems beautiful. Thank you. So we've been talking, you know, a bit about sustainability yeah. and, you know, like you talk about how you grow your own food. Why do you think it's so important to grow your own food? Well, because we rely on other people way too much when it comes to supplying food. Mm -hmm. And as I lived at the Kansha farm and started growing my own food, I realized that um, the commercial like farming to cater the volume that we consume I think there's a lot of like a fertilizer, um, you know, um, pesticides and chemicals goes to, into one to like fasten the process. And that damages soil, that damages our land, like, you know, and once we damage our soil, where the food's gonna come from, you know, like we have to think about that. And um, it is really, really important to connect, like, you know, where your food is coming from. Because, yes. like, once you grow your own food, you realize that it's not easy to grow. And yeah. sometimes a lot of people make uh, vegetable for money, you know? Yes, yeah. Like, you don't want to sacrifice the nature to supply us. Like, if we have, like, if we just grow our own food, it's abundant, you know? Like, you get, you get what you want, what you need, not, yeah. like, more than what you need. I so, think that's very important. Yeah, so, like, it is important for us to be growing our own food, to, like, practice your own sustainability, because, mm -hmm. like, if we destroy our land, if we destroy our earth, where are we going? Who, who's like next generation? Where are they going to live? You know? So yeah. it, I think it's our responsibility to maintain the health of the soil, you know? Yeah, I really yeah. love that. I think so too. And I think that when you grow your own food, you kind of appreciate it more as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, and also, like, once you start, like, you know, using compost, organic fertilizers and stuff like that, we actually yeah. use uh, food waste to fertilize our soil. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, mm -hmm. we love, we really love worms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say the same. But no, no, no but yeah, well, so you should start, once you start, yeah, once, once you start, like, warm compost, Worms do such amazing job. Oh my gosh, like I love worms. Like their pukes <laughs> are so nutritious and and okay. it's so natural that but that doesn't harm any vegetables. 
Okay. So it, it goes back in the soil and then the plants can just take whatever the nutri nutrients that they need, you know, into the vegetables. So yeah. you're like nurturing the soil by, by your food waste, basically, and you're growing your own food again. So that cycle is beautiful. And I think that's so, that's, I think I feel that like that should be the cycle that we follow, you know, not trying to create chemicals and fasten the process. I think we should work with nature. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And I think a lot of people don't really know about how harmful food waste can be. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it releases so much methane, meth, methane. Yeah. yeah Is yes, that how you say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. doing a Swedish English version of yeah. the word. But yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's something that I'm, I'm not very educated in either, like, um, like food sovereignty, for example. Um, I would love to learn more about, I mean, of course, I know it's better to grow your own food, but I don't know, like, I didn't know how bad food waste was and, you yeah. know, why you should compost. Like, I've heard that word, but I'm like, why? Like, why should yeah. you compost? Yeah. Because, like, it's, it's resourceful and it's free and otherwise it's gonna go to landfill or like i don't know however you know in japan like we burn all the food waste um you know so like that uses a lot of gas um so like it's it's just like when i started living at the concert farm when i started like connecting to nature like when i started seeing more cycles like natural cycles like everything start feeling like weird like you know odd because like yeah. you take whatever the resources that's kind of hard to harvest and then utilize that to burn your waste or you know like yeah. why like it's it's not it's not like seamless line it's not like it's not natural <laughs> exactly you know? exactly but people yeah. want it to be easy and people want it exactly. to be fast convenient yes convenient exactly yeah. and i think yeah. that's one of the bigger issues in our world you know we want yeah. everything to be so convenient that we kind yeah. of forget about the process and the whole right you know yeah and like you know that, that goes back to that like why we grow our own food because we should take care of our waste we should take care of ourselves you sh we should take care of our of our world and yeah. what are we doing is um i mean what we are doing is like rely on other people to do the job that we don't want to yes you know? yes we are and yeah and then i think i mean like you know you live in the city sometimes you don't have space so like you have to go to supermarket and then you could rely on other people that's totally fine but i think we should have a knowledge of mm -hmm. what's actually happening and yeah. you know sometimes if you want to have like a carrot like i don't know off season yeah you could go to get a carrot but like if you can grow that on your on your own mm -hmm. why don't you do that like if you have yeah. an option why don't you do that i think yes. a lot of people have option but like that's not part of a life so or like we're not connected to it so like we don't do it because yeah. it's not even in our system of brain. We don't even think about it, you know? So what would you say? Because, you know, I, I'm from Sweden mm -hmm. and we have, you know, winter for like 
11 months yeah <laughs> um, no but it's a long long winter yeah and you know it's this might sound like an excuse but it's not as easy for us to grow vegetables right, right. Yeah, well, I think I'm not like a farmer, like professional farmer, so I don't know. But like, there is uh, Instagram that I follow, like a Nikki somebody who is in like Quebec or like a cold part of Canada, and uh, she has her like a beautiful system. Like she has like a little container with a lid on, so like even like a foot of like snow, she grows like vegetables in that container yeah so like I that's think, great yeah so i think there are ways to grow yeah. food even like mm -hmm. in the winter time and also there are like you know food that you that could tolerate the cold weather too i think and yeah. and also like a lot of like a food um once you have a summertime you can grow them and you can just store them canning and all that kind of yeah. stuff to like get through winter you know yeah. um i think it's like a traditional old way of living mm -hmm. i think like pickle it yeah and, centuries yeah. of time like you know people lived in the harsh climates yeah and we i feel that we are so detached from nature so that we don't even know how to survive <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. it's true. It's, I mean, just my question, right? It's kind of stupid in a way because Swedish people, you know, for so many generations, they lived on this land yeah. and yeah. obviously they survived. Yeah. Um, but, at, but, you know, we're so used to being like, oh, I would like to eat a mango and it's right. December in Sweden. Right. And I can, you know, I can buy right. a mango somehow. Yeah. So yeah. I think there are like ways and since like everything got convenient for us, for our generation like this is how i grew up at least like you know i went to supermarket and then like got everything what i need now like you know click things online and then deliver to you everything's co so convenient so like we forgot how to create life you know yeah. live with mm -hmm. nature so yeah if we look back a little bit and then do research i i bet there are ways to grow food like you know canning survive of course and, and i think yeah you have to be a bit more creative too i mean like you you might have to give up you know certain kinds of food in a you know a specific yeah. season for example yeah. um and i think we've we just have to be more creative as well of you know how we're cooking and what exactly. we're cooking and yeah you know, use the ingredients that we have mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think cooking could be a uh, crucial part of like sustainable life too. Cause like if you have an abundant potato and then like if you have one recipe to go for, like you get bored, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love potatoes so I could live that life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, um, like sustainable lifestyle for me is really being in control of your own life, you know? I love that. Yeah, I really yeah. love that. Yeah. So, you know, and so I wanted to ask you as well, like, how does farming work in Japan? And are there any struggles for small scale farmers? Because, you know, you've lived in both US and Japan. Um, I think so. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's more expensive to grow food okay. organically. Because okay. like, you know, yeah, because like you cannot use any fertilizer chemicals um, oh, yeah. 
So uh, one time when I, last year, I wanted to grow a lot of um, radish. Radish leaves are so tasty. Um, so like, <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. So like when you plant seeds and as soon as they sprout, bugs eat all of them. So I couldn't harvest any, any radish. So like organic farmers, like they have to prevent, you know, bugs mm-hmm. to be eating from their food. So like yeah. extra work is required. So like a lot more labors goes into it. And of course that's going to bring the price up of the vegetables and stuff like that. And when, once you com- like compete with like commercial, like, you know, farming, yeah. it's going to be like a few dollars more expensive. And if you can afford that few dollars, people will buy commercial, like, you know, high volume, farming products so Mm -hmm. a lot of like small-scale farmers in japan i think they're struggling the way to make money you know but but now like a lot of people in the world are aware of like sustainability like eat organic food what's the benefit of eating organic food so they tend to be more willing to you know spend a few more dollars because it's healthier for yourself and for the earth um it is yeah and then i i've started seeing that a lot of people choose directly to small farmers nowadays okay yeah wow that's so good I think that's a good movement but mm-hmm. but like from my experience like organic farming is i think difficult and it, it needs a lot more care and love mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but it's worth it in the end i I think think. so i really think so i mean i feel great by harvesting my own food from garden and just like you know cook yeah and and it tastes so much better so much better so much better yes yes Yes, and i can also notice like your enthusiasm when i watch your you know like you're cooking you know things on youtube and you're sharing things on instagram and I can really see that, you know, you're, you're very, like, enthusiastic about your vegetables and, Aww, you know, you. the way you treat earth. And I yeah, mean, I'm not, I'm not like that when I go to the supermarket and I buy carrots. Right, I'm not going to be right. like, oh, my gosh, look at these yeah. amazing carrots. Right. No, but then, like, you know, five years ago, like, I had no idea how to grow a single vegetable. And I was same. like, you know, I used to go to, like, organic supermarket and just, like, get whatever the vegetable that I want. And I didn't yeah. even think about seasons and stuff like that. So right. actually living on the Kansha farm land and stir farming on my own, I started seeing connection like, wow, like when I put this, bugs are going to come, eat all of it, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. and when for it to, like, you know, when the nutrition in the soil is like all soaked up because I haven't had anything, like what am I going to do? Like, because things are dying, you know, basils mm-hmm. are dying. And then like, yeah. oh, like I have to give them food because they're alive. They're just like us. Yeah. You know? Like I was so disconnected, like mm-hmm. with, with things that I eat like five years ago. But now I see it. I really see it. That's, yeah. You know? I, I, I think I was you five years ago, you know, like I don't know how to grow. <laughs> I know. Yeah you're supposed to put a seed 
on earth and then you're yeah. gonna water it but that's you know as far as my <laughs> knowledge yeah. is but but I do have this you know like desire to learn more about yeah how to grow mountain food and just like learn more about food sovereignty and I I it's like you say I feel very disconnected to the food that I'm eating yeah, yeah. and I think that's one of our problems you know like in our world like we're you know there's the famine in Yemen right now and yeah it's just I don't know it's just crazy yeah I think in the future food will be one of I mean it is already one of the most important things that we have yeah, yeah. we can't survive without food yes. but we also know that our food supplies are you know in one way they're shrinking but yeah you know in other parts of the world it's just like a ton of food waste right it's crazy so yeah. It is. It is. So I'm very happy that I could connect with you because you have such a nice connection with food. And yeah. I like that you actually have a farm where you want to encourage people to come and learn about yeah, because food. because it's important. I it mean, is. Yeah. That only benefits for you. Like, you know, yeah. like my idea before, like when I lived in LA or like a city, like oh, like, I'm going to just grow food. And then, like, you know, because that was a trendy thing, like, you know, growing your yeah. own food. And, like, yoga, uh, matcha latte. Exactly. <laughs> that was trendy thing. But then, like, and, and, like, being famous, like, social media is a thing that nowadays, like, people try to impress other people. And, yeah. you know, um i think i was one of them too like i have this land like i want to do this and that like i grow this things and that but then like when i actually started growing food like i i really felt like that's that's so minuscule like you mm -hmm. know being famous having money like all that kind of things are so much smaller than the value that i'm seeing through the food that i'm growing because like this is life you know yeah, and it is. Without without this, you cannot survive. Without social media, you can survive. Without money, oh, hell yes. you can survive. But without food, you cannot survive. And no. you have to protect this land to grow our food, keep growing, you know, ourselves and passing on generations. So that that led to me being sustainable. And then to me, that's being sustainable than just growing yeah. food, you know? Oh yeah. Really like it nurturing is. yourself and caring for other things and other people because we're all connected together. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You're you're <laughs> you're so right. And I think it's that disconnection that yeah. you know stops us from maybe seeing the things that you are seeing. Yeah. Yes. So I, I totally yeah think so too. Mm -hmm yeah so do you have any tips for people who are you know maybe listening and you know they they don't live on a farm for example yeah. maybe they're living in a big city but they mm. they would like to grow their own food yeah do you have any advice um i will say start cooking you know mm -hmm. i think a lot yeah. of people do take out <laughs> you know like um in the u.s for sure it's not as, I mean, we go out and eat, of course, but it's yeah. like a luxurious thing. Yeah. But when I lived in the U.S., ugh, I, I ate takeout so many times. Yeah. Yes. So I think the first step is to cook at, in your kitchen, cook at mm -hmm. your own home, like at your home. Because yeah. like once you start like using fresh ingredients, like mm -hmm. herbs, 
like that gives a lot of flavor to pasta or like anything that you eat so herbs are one of like easiest thing to like maintain in the windowsill windowsill so i think the cooking could bring you the entry point of um growing your own food and i um, i'm trapped in the u.s so like i don't have farmland here so i started growing microgreens um like a basil like some herbs on the windshield mm-hmm. and they're doing really good and also um oh yeah the one of the things that i've been doing recently is uh, regrowing my own like food scraps I was just about to ask you because yeah. I saw on YouTube that you regrow your food scraps and I wanted yeah. to ask you how how does one regrow? So like some vegetables, for example, like green onions, like mm-hmm. you know, um, usually you cut the green parts and then the bottom part, the white part, you kind of discard it and uh, that's it. But if you just like put the white part in the water and it waits mm-hmm. for like a few weeks, like every day you change your water, it still regrowing because it's a it's a living food, you know? Yeah. And it's still mm-hmm. rooting and you could probably like cut a few um, green onions to like garnish your soup or whatever things. And yeah. that's, that's growing your own food too. And then you start seeing the connection with the food that you eat. And then like, I think you want to go a little bit more deep. Like what about if I like, you know, um, growing my own thyme or like mm-hmm. sage or like whatever things that you use um so yeah like if you don't have any resources or space to yeah. grow regrowing is it's one of the easiest thing you can do and also that was that that was a food waste that was going to trash anyway you know yeah not investing yeah. anything besides mm-hmm. a little bit of attention and care yeah yeah so, I was, I'm thinking, I'm sure maybe it's just me, but maybe some of the listeners as well are thinking, you know, I think in my mind, like before, at least I've always, you know, thought of growing your own food as something really complicated. Mm. Um, Is there anything that you would, you know, that you would like to say to people who might think this way? Um, I think... I mean, growing own food is not simple and easy. There is a mm-hmm. lot of like errors and tries and a lot of learnings. And, yeah. but once you get going, it will be simpler. It'll be easy for you. So mm-hmm. um, I think just be open to any possibility and welcoming all the failures, you know, along yeah. the way. I think having that mentality is important to do like important to grow your own food. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you cannot harvest things in the first place, don't give up. Try try another time, you know? Um, I think that goes to life too. Like if you do one thing and if you don't like it, maybe, you know, give some, a t- give some time and then try it one more time and see what works and what not. So, yeah. and also especially growing own food, like I try to grow uh, like the raspberries a couple times at the farm. But I think um, there's like a harsh like summer and mm-hmm. I didn't protect them very well. So like three of them died. So um, oh. yeah, so there is always like, you know, learnings. And yeah. I could always try to like 
make things better, try to improve how I plant, where I plant. So yeah, just be open to any possibility. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. I really love that. And I wanted to ask you one more question. Yeah. Um, what is your aspiration with the farm in the future? Farm in the future. So now it's kind of communal garden, but uh, eventually we want to move into the farm. Um, mm -hmm. like creating like sustainable off-grid system, like utilizing mm -hmm. solar panels, like, you know, um, sunshine, like heat to generate all the electricity. And mm -hmm. this year we are actually going to get well because we don't have water there. And, um, so we will get our own water system going there and we have a little bit, little stream at the back. So I want to utilize some, some energy eventually from that yeah. stream. And also we're using uh, rainwater as well. So we want to bring um, self-sufficient system to the farm. And mm -hmm. I want to have like a really tiny place that like maybe two people, three people could come and stay a few I'll come. days. <laughs> Stay a few days, you know, weekend retreat kind of thing and just yeah. relax. Like, you know, like go to the farm and harvest your own food and start cooking there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, start eating healthy, fresh meals to to see what like those things, how like mm, what makes you feel good, you yeah. know, and yeah. how makes you feel great and yeah. all that kind of stuff like i just want to experience it so i want to um hold cancer farm as kind of like a gateway to mm -hmm. a sustainable life for other people oh, yeah. that's uh, i'm definitely coming i'm definitely coming <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I will. As, as soon as this Corona thing is over, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely coming to Japan. Oh, so, yes. You're always welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So um, we're going to have two uh, questions that we will ask all of our yeah. speakers to um, reply at the end yeah. of the podcast. Okay. So I want you to fill this in. Okay. The most important thing I can do to help the planet achieve sustainability is... Um, I guess share my knowledge through farming, like organic mm -hmm. farming. Yeah. 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 And the last one, what is a positive message you want to communicate to our listeners? Um, take care of yourself first and rest going to happen naturally. Make yourself happy, you know? Yeah. Because yes. I really believe that, especially being sustainable, if you're on an empty cup, you cannot give anything. You know, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if so you're true. healthy, if you're happy, if you're fulfilled, I think you can share what you have and be happy with other people. I think that's one of the ways to be sustainable.
That was a great chat. I had so much fun chatting with Ria, and I don't know about you guys, but I feel so inspired to grow my own food and just start learning more about sustainable food farming and get more in touch with the food that we eat. So if you want to learn more, be sure to check out her Instagram, YouTube channel, and website. It is at Kansha Farm, and there you can find additional information. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that we'll see you for the next one.